Hello and welcome to the Bober Academy Football Podcast. We are excited to bring back our Lineman of the Week series here for the 2022 season where we're going to be highlighting great offensive line play throughout the Omaha metro area and surrounding areas. We're going to bring um, high school offensive linemen onto the show and their coaches and talk about their season, what they're doing, and everything to do with offensive line play. This podcast is brought to you by the Bober Academy. I started the Bober Academy in 2019 with the mission to train and develop superior linemen to dominate on the gridiron. I'm your host, Chris Bober, eight-year NFL veteran. I've started games in the NFL at every offensive line position, and I love dealing with anything to do with football, especially the offensive line. Now, if you are listening to this podcast we're on, on your podcast app, just be sure to click the subscribe button so make sure that you're notified of our weekly shows. We do a lot of different shows out there. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, click the little button down there to subscribe to our channel and also the notification bell. We, we would love your comments um, and your feedback. And if, if you're seeing this anywhere out there on social media, feel free to like, share, retweet, comment, whatever goes on out there in the social media world. We want to spread the message of great offensive line play. So thank you for joining us. Let's get to the show. All right, so we are back in the Bober Academy football podcast studio for our offensive lineman of the week episode, and we're in the playoffs now. So we're whittling it down to the men who are left. And, you know, last week, I, you know, of course, I got all the Ilkhorn games, and I was so impressed with what Grand Island Northwest was able to do in the first round of the playoffs. On here to talk about, you know, their season and, and how they're able to pull off the nice win like that. So, very lucky today to be joined by Coach Kevin Stein, the head coach out at Grand Island Northwest. And then we also have Brock Zobel and Cooper Garrett, some of their linemen here, to share some wisdom as well. So, guys, thanks for coming in and joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, so, Coach, I got to um, kind of go to you. And before we get to, you know, the playoff win, you know, let's talk about your season, right? You guys start out 0-3, and, and that's hard. And I, I've been 0-3. I remember when I was in the NFL one year, we went 0-4, and, and – there's there's something about those three losses can come anytime during the season, but when they come in a row at the beginning of the season, that's tough. Then you then you win a game, then you lose a game, go on a little bit of a run, and then you lose a game right before the playoffs. Tell me about the kind of roller coaster of the season and tell me about your team. How how do you handle coming back after going down 0 3 and then one and four? Yeah, you know, we were we we really knew and we tried not to say anything as coaches, but uh we, uh, everybody knew, I said, man, our first five games, you know, we were like, man, we were really as a coaching staff, we were like, man, if we could be three and two, that would be awesome. You know, four mm -hmm. and one is like, you know, the, the icing on the top, you know, and we're like five and oh, would be like insane, you know, but, uh, we didn't think we could get there, you know, with that type of tough of schedule. And then also, you know, we didn't play a home game. We knew we weren't going to have a home game until week seven. So, really. Uh, we played our first six games on the road. Uh, no, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, as a as a program, we actually played twenty one road games before we had a home game because uh, everything our turf was supposed to be here in June, then July, then August, then September, and uh, we wow. actually um, the day before our week seven game, we actually started practice on our practice field. And they came over and said, okay, hey, yeah, you can go on there for a little bit. So we were able to go on for like a half hour, you know, because there were still construction crews out there. So, yeah, so that was that was even harder, you know, do everything on the road. Um, you know, going 0-3, you know, it was, um, 
you know, I, we knew that that was a possibility just with our, with how loaded our, our schedule was, but we we're like, man, we're not going 0 and 3. We haven't done 0 and 3 in years, you know? Yeah. So, you know, um, Aurora, we just played, um, Aurora's really good. Great they're, program. They're, yes. They're a great program. They know their system. And we had five turnovers, uh, all five of them inside our own 35. And so, um, you know, that, that was just, uh, it is what it is. We were awful. They were good. Um, you know, then, uh, you know, second week, I can't remember a uh, second. Oh, so we'll go up to Scott, put up 485 yards that are like 203 and, and lose by five or four or five, oh. you know, and then, um, you know, it just kind of, just kind of kept spiraling, spiraling from there, you know, then, uh, we come back and, you know, play well and beat Elkhorn North and then, um, uh, Seward, um, Seward, uh, you know, these guys will kind of just smile. Uh, we beat the dog soup out of them and just, uh, uh, it was, we caught some bad breaks. We'll just, yeah. we'll just be politically correct. <laughs> and that's what, and it is what it is, you know. And then we go out to Scott's Bluff, you know, and played them. We had a chance to, you know, tie it up and just fumbled there, the 20 yard line going in. And so, so yeah, so it was, you know, to go back to your question, you know, we knew those first five games were going to be hard. And do we see ourselves being one and four? Absolutely not. You know, but we knew also then our week six, seven, and eight, we were going to kind of be able to get up our mojo and get it going. Then we knew we had to kind of pony up again for York. And again, just had an awful first quarter and then um, played good ball against a good team, uh, you know, and dug ourselves out of a hole and and, and just came up short uh, with them. And then we were able to go to Elkhorn and get that win. So that was that was good, you know. But to kind of go back on, you know, one of the guys that's right there, you know, we didn't have – we lost Brock at our um, scrimmage of um, – you know, right before the season. So we did not have him till week six or seven, Brock. He didn't play in Scott's – he didn't play in any of the barn murders. Wow. No. Yeah. yeah. So that that really, that really hurt us, uh, you know, a couple of years started for us, and that was that was a killer. Nice. Well, that, you know, just – it shows an amazing resiliency to – you know, I didn't know about the all the road games. That, that's just amazing. So it's almost like you guys feel like you're you're owed some some things that go your way and some good football. Um, Brock, what was it like? For, in, you know, with with the with the team. You know, starting out zero and three, one and four. What was the talk inside the locker room and the practice? Did you guys stay up, or did you have to work hard as a senior to keep these guys going? You know, there's mixed emotions. There's those kids that were very doubtful, and then also kids that were like, "There's still life." I mean, we're not even a districts yet and we could still win our district no matter how bad the record was it just point wise we might not be looking too good going into playoffs and uh i really think we stuck together like as a team like a lot of teams if you went on three they look past the competition of like oh there's a good team they just look straight to the record and be like oh uh -huh. oh and three i mean we just suck but that's not the case because I went and looked at it as how close we played these good teams and um, just the mistakes that we had in the games that could have easily set the games other way to where we could have been. I mean, we're truly, truthfully, I think my, our only loss was Aurora. Mm -hmm. Like if you wipe out even just major mistakes, I mean, truthfully, our only loss is Aurora. And uh, I can say that confidently just because, I mean, going back on film, it shows just very much so if you – fix these couple things those are games are won yeah yeah it's a good that's good to, to have um cooper you know so you got going on a roll but then you kind of drop one at the end of the season how did how did it feel you know knowing that you're going to the playoffs and knowing that you guys could play good football but then it feels like you can't get get a break to go your way you know 
Um, what was it like after that that last loss going into the playoffs? You know, we knew York was going to be a good team. They always have. They have a good program. We scouted them out. We knew they were going to be a good team. But I feel like our momentum didn't shift one way or the other. Like, yeah, we wanted that other bracket. However, we knew we were going to play out hard regardless. We're a resilient team, and we're going to play resilient no matter who we play. Yeah, to come in as, you know, you guys don't appear to be a number 13 seed. I could say that, and Elkhorn got a tough draw. But let's talk about that Elkhorn game, because I was there. Um, I followed Elkhorn, of course, um, a lot, because I'm very involved with them. Um, you know, you come into that game, Coach, and you got the number one offense in Class B, number one passing game by a lot. And then Elkhorn's got the number one run game. So I'm like, hey, this is going to be teams trading blows, and, you know, the scoreboard's going to light up, and we go to halftime at 0-0. Right. Then the second half comes out, big kickoff. You guys score. They go down and score. You come down and score. You know, it just kept on going back and forth. And there were some amazing plays in there. And I did, you know, on my YouTube channel and on TikTok, I did a, a synopsis of it because it was one of the better high school second halves I, I've been to. You know, then, okay, well, you think you got it because your quarterback makes this unbelievable play to, to titch, t uh, catch the pylon and you're up and you're like, man, there's a minute 53 left. And Elkhorn somehow scores a touchdown. You know, the, the, the definition of, of four yards in a cloud of dust, but they drive it down the field of 40 seconds. And you guys come back and methodically move it down, kick a 41-yard field goal. You know, give me your synopsis of that game. Did it all kind of come together finally? And, and like the validation of what you guys thought you were going to be, did it come out there in the second half for you guys? Yeah, I think so. And I, I even think in that first half was too. Uh, I it, it is so weird because I thought um, – first half was a uh, great football game mm -hmm. great defense both you know, sides yes you know I, th I thought our defense was better than our offense their defense was better mm -hmm. than their offense um we were fortunate in that first half every single possession we got two first downs i mean yeah. at, on minimum we got two first downs um we've sucked them with a couple three and outs and and a couple times you know they had just one first down so we were always able to get the ball at the at the minus 35 you know to even up to the 50 and you know? keep them on their side of the field that's right they were getting the minus 20 you know all the time and so uh so that was really big for us and we, we just kept getting to that about um yeah plus 40 yard line and just couldn't get uh a little bit more to, to, to kick a field goal or, or, you know, mm -hmm. to test the end zone. Um, then, you know, Tegan really started us off with that big kickoff return. That was nice. Uh, you know, Elkhorn stiffened up and we had a little trouble putting it in, but we, but we got it done. And, you know, we go and we make them really work for a drive. I mean, 15 plays, they had a beautiful 15 play drive. We had several third and fourth downs that we had opportunities to get off the field and, and, and our defense did it. And they, they capitalized score. Again, we're like, we came out the next series. We're like, okay, we're going to take some shots here. We thought, you know what? We got three downs, and we're going to take at least two shots. And and we took one shot and missed it. Got a nice gain on that fixed down, and then we hit a big eighty-three yarder because we just said we're going to we're going to this time to kind of loosen them up, and we and we end up getting them. They end up just working for a drive again, and uh, and and then get another score. So. And then, you know, ultimately then 14-14, you know, they decided to go for it, you know, fourth and yeah, what. You guys snuffed them. That was an awesome, awesome play. play. I believe Cooper might have made that play. Yeah, you know, I nice. probably had one of those big yeah. plays right there. That was a lot of fun. You know, we knew, we knew that they were very heavily left-handed. Um, we, we love our two defensive ends in Cooper and Victor Izzy. And uh, Cooper's more the, the steady Eddie, do your job, do your role. He, he's not going to make any plays that are – 
anywhere flashy. Um, you know, where Victor is going to North Carolina State, he's going to outrun somebody, run somebody down, you know, do something like that. So um, it really kind of sit well, you know, for them. You know, then you had some guys that just kind of stood up. You know, you know, Brock has not taken a defensive snap. Uh, I don't even know if he took one as a junior. Mm-hmm. I did nope. Nope. Yeah. Last time was probably JV ball of his sophomore year, and he played probably 40 snaps at a nose yeah. before five fronts. You know, Cooper Ewalt, uh, another kid, uh, starts a center for us, hasn't taken a defensive snap all year. You know, we lost Victor in that, you know, in the first play of the second quarter. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Joe came in and did a nice job, you know, at defensive end there. And then we even have a sophomore, this, uh, we call him Gilbert Brown, but uh, Isaac Martinez Gilbert, yeah. you know, hasn't taken a single varsity snap um and those the guys you know played d-line for us a ton and uh and did a nice job so you know to kind of go back on it um i just think that uh our guys just weren't razzled you know like like Brock said uh, earlier you know we were we didn't question ourselves we're like all right hey we've been here we've been in a zero zero game we've been in a seven seven or a down 14 seven and it's yeah. like and we've always done it on the road we kind of call ourselves the road warriors and we said you know playoffs come hey we're 13 seed road warriors. That's we only know how to play in our white jerseys. So let's go. That's hey. awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, Cooper, I want to ask you this because you know, I know all the Elkhorn players and coaches and stuff. I talked to them after the game, and they said you guys came out and did some stuff you never did before, right? And what I saw you guys doing, and coach, you can confirm this because I'm a guru of schemes and whatnot. It looks like you just put your five biggest guys in there and said, Let's just have a man contest. And you guys held up really, really well. And it seemed like what, whatever they were doing, they just you guys always had an answer for. It. Is that is that kind of Cooper Dask to you? I know you're a defensive player too. You know, is that was your answer? You guys won a lot of individual battles up front against a good offensive line. I know I train a lot of those guys. They're good players. I mean, you guys held held up and did an amazing job. Is, is that was that kind of like the adjustment you made? Is to say, listen, we're just going to put big on big and and fight with these guys. Is that what you guys did, Cooper? I'd love to hear your – Yeah, definitely. We knew they had it. We knew that Elkhorn had a fantastic run game, so we knew we had to get big on big and really force that run game to stop. And I think that schematically we practiced that all week is to stop their run game. And when it finally got to game time, it was just clockwork. Nice. And you guys did execute it well. That fourth down going for it um, – even even talking to the coaches, they're like, "There's no way they would should stop that play," and you guys did. So, amazing job by you guys, uh, Brock. Um, you know, tell me about it. Right, it's halftime. It's zero zero, and what was the 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 mood after that? Because defensively, you got to feel really good, but offensively, mm-hmm. like, man, we're we're the number one offense in in, in the state. What's what's going on? How was the the mood at at halftime when it's still zero zero? Going to the locker room, <clears throat> um, just kind of with everything that was going around, like that Monday prior saying now this game's just going to be over by half. I mean, everybody, like not the players, but just around us, surroundings yeah. and media. Going, yeah, going in at 0-0, I mean, like everybody was – that was like the best halftime I think we had like bonding together like because everybody is happy. Everybody is like not worried about the mistakes that were happening. Those were in the past. We're mm-hmm. more worried about, okay, defense, let's maintain. Um, now offense, let's go to work because – what we noticed, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying we we're getting tired too a little bit, but we noticed that we were wearing them down a little bit because they have a couple stud um, D linemen that also played O line for them. Mm-hmm. They're getting tired, and we're going to kind of target both run and pass, even though we're really good at passing. Um, just kind of keep them on the balls of their feet at all time, and it worked out for us. I mean, our running game, 
for what we kind of scouted on them, we thought we'd be more of a pass heavy team this or that week because uh, just really good up front and um, really sound backers. But um, we were able to catch them off guard a little bit, move the ball really well um, running, and then also get a couple wide receivers open and connect with them for some good touchdowns and just long, long gains. You know, kinda, that's awesome. I love yeah, hearing that. Go ahead, coach. I want to hear more. Kind of Brock was saying, you know, kind of halftime. Uh, I mean, honestly, at uh, it was probably the least that we actually coached at halftime. Um, you know, I know like uh, defense, they were talking about, hey, we're going to, when we call this, you know, instead of being in a four eye, we're going to be in a five. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that was about it. Okay. Like, hey, listen, when, when we pull on like this counter sweep type thing, hey, listen, it's going to have to hit tighter, you know, because of their, but they're, you know, it was just like uh, we had to kind of go, hey, instead of getting to B gap, now we're going to get to C or instead of C is D and that's about it. And, you know, we had to push a couple routes just a little bit deeper, you know, so we didn't have to really change much. We moved like one technique defensive line and we kind of moved about one gap you know, with some different stuff that we were doing. And we, Brock said, it. we we told him there's a good chance we're throwing the ball 50 times because we felt great in our throwing game. We thought we could protect well, um, you know, and, and they were going to kind of play loose and make us dink and dunk, which we which we do pretty good. We're like, well, shoot, we can we can now run the ball on them. So, so yeah. we're able to kind of get that going. That, that's great. Um, so, Coach, I'd love to hear about your offense because, you know, the offense you guys run, obviously you lead the state in, in yards, lost scoring, your quarterback's number one, your receiver's number one. Um, and you are one of the programs, I think, that executes this pass-first offense really, really well, where it's just hard to have the, the, the timing and everything down. T- tell me about your offensive philosophy and what you guys do because I know you guys usually run three receivers. you got a tight end out there. And you're spread out, but you're not like four wides. But it seems like those those short passes are just sometimes supplement your run game because they're just almost like long handoffs. But yeah. I'd love to hear your offensive philosophy and how you you attack teams. Yeah, it's kind of kind of different because uh, I watch. I mean, what this is my 28th, 29th year, whatever, being a tight uh, head coach. Uh, last year was year number one of ever having a tight end. I've never had a fullback in our offense ever anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but, you know, last year we, we kind of ran into, uh, you know, we had Aiden Davies who's now playing college ball. We thought he's, he could play that. We thought that my son Joe could play that. We thought Isaac Simmons could play that. Well, we lose Aiden Davies uh, um, week one, uh, first quarter. We lose him for the season. Um, wow. We lose uh, – then we lose Isaac Simmons, I think, week about two or three-ish, something like that. Then we lose my son uh, like week four or five. You know, last year we're like, all right, so we're gonna go back to uh, to four wide, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so um, just kind of fit. You know, this year, you know, we knew we had Joe, we knew we had Isaac that could kind of go play that, and this Hayden Atkins, so kind of went back to our eleven personnel. Um, but we we love to throw our quicks. Um, we we call it quicks. You know, it, it, old school, traditional. You and I be under center, three step drop. Yep, well, yep. I mean, we're we're a one step drop, and we love to throw hitches and outs. And you know, against a team like Elkhorn, we're like, man, we'll. we'll we have no problem throwing for four or five yards. No problem. We'll just throw it and throw it and throw it and keep throwing it. We throw bubble a lot, you know, but we're this year, we got a little better speed on the outside. So we're throwing a lot more, uh, you know, go stuff with it, you know, you know, pumping the bubble and throwing it long like that. Um, you know, with that, and then we're, we're a traditional inside outside zone scheme. Um, we, uh, we love to do that. That's, uh, what we do. Um, but then, uh, because of Elkhorn size uh, this last week, we, we did a ton more pull. Um, mm-hmm. We were, we were just trying to get angles with them just yeah, because we're like, man, we can't, we can't uh, kind of go mono mono, you know, you know, Brock and 
Brock and Cooper and our other guard, Spencer Snodgrass, those guys could could go toe to toe with them, you know. But you know, we got we got a, a light center, you know. Isaiah Escobar, our other guy, he's light, you know, and and O line. So we're like, uh, but they all run pretty good. Um, yeah. so we're like, you know what? We're just going to use some more angles. We're going to pull a lot more with it. So um, that's kind of came from Coach Journeys that way. Uh, he's a new O line coach for me this year. Uh, he's a, a Carney High grad, you know. So Brandon Cool, you know, they are they are tossing their angles and they're pin and pull a ton, and he's he's good at coaching it and he has fun doing that. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah. So that, that's kind of, a, we're, we're going to throw the heck out of quicks. We're going to roll out a ton yeah. we're gonna run inside and outside zone. That's, and we do it over and over and over again. Yeah. You know what you're doing? You do, you do it well. And I know I was impressed that you, you know, Elkhorn played a really good defensive game against you guys. I thought, and, um, you guys were still able to stick with it. You know what I mean? You guys stuck with it. And of course, yeah. at the end you had to be a little unconventional yeah. because, you know, honestly, not everything was working, but you found a way to get it done. Uh, Brock, I would love to hear about your – I want to hear your take on your quarterback, right? Watch – I was so impressed watching watching Austin Payne. I mean, you know, throwing the ball, the ball comes out. He did really well. They were covered good. You know, Elkhorn wasn't a pass rush team, so he got the ball out good, um, defended really well. But then at the end, he had the like, kind of fortitude to, to run that touchdown, in, which was an amazing play. And just find a way to get it done. Tell me about the, your quarterback and what it's like blocking for him. You know, is he, is he a um, – fiery guy or is he just smooth and steady you know he he can be fiery and smooth and steady um i'd say more times than none he's really smooth and steady with it uh really comfortable throwing the ball no no problem has a really good ball like probably one of the best i've blocked for um and uh i really do enjoy blocking for him we always joke around with him at practice and give him a little bit of heck but he he enjoys it and i think it just makes him better as a person and then uh and then when it comes to running, um, running might not be his strong suit, but when he does run, he'll give it his all for sure. And I, I just know that because he's not—he has a winning mentality also. And losing yards is not something he will accept. And he always wants to just positive, even even if it's a yard. He always wants, and he's always—he's not one scared to take a hit. Like I don't know if you saw, he's always trying to jump over guys, hurl on lower shoulder, especially on that. Um, touchdown run where he had where he got for the pylon he had a couple guys on him and he wasn't going down he was getting to that pylon and I just I really do respect him for that because I mean you know some quarterbacks go down and some quarterbacks like him would fight and fight and I love blocking for a quarterback that I know will give it his all every play nice nice how about you Cooper what do you what do you like about this offense I know you guys you know do a mixture of run and pass um, but um, you can do a little bit of everything tell me about what do you think of this offense and how you, how you fit in? What's like blocking for guys like that? You know, I definitely love our versatility that we have on offense. We have some great, great wide receivers. We have a great running back core. And like you said, Austin Payne, he's a great quarterback to block for. You know, I really – I love Austin Payne. You know, he's been a good friend of mine since middle school, just like all of us. We've been playing since middle school, so it's just been a really fun season to work together on this offense. And we all just know it really well. Not like the back of our hand. We've been running it for so long, so – just everybody being able to gel together for these from these past like four years has really been beneficial and it really shows why we're the number one offense in class B. Nice, nice. Um, so real quick, I want to ask Brock again, come back. Tell me about your guys up front. Okay. Give me the rundown of your guys and who you got up there um blocking with you. Yeah, so on my side, uh, starting off the game, I got Cooper as my tackle. I'll be the left guard. Then we'll got Cooper Ewald at center, then Spencer Snodgrass, right guard, and then Isaiah Escobar, right tackle. And uh, 
Um, really good, really good starting bunch. Um, solid. I know they'll give it their all every play, like Coach Stein was saying. Cooper Ewald's smaller. He ain't going down without a fight. Isaiah Esquivel, he does everything so technically sound. It's You can always trust him on that side, too. And um, just knowing that each other will be there, like on doubles, knowing that the doubles will be right, knowing we'll run the right play, run the right way is really good. And then also – we have really good backups like Tucker Weger comes in for me sometimes. Um, Brandon Bykirk, he also plays that tackle spot really well. And they're not scared to play either right or left. They know both of them. So if worse comes to worse, we can put them in just about anywhere. And then we could also bump Isaiah over to center. Not scared to do that. He has a little bit of snapping time too, and we'll do a good job there. So I think all in all up front, we have really good, a uh, really good bunch. And I know we'll bring the hammer every time because None of us are scared. We got nothing to lose up front. We love getting those pancakes. It's fun laying on the ground on top of those guys. Nice, nice, nice. Cooper, how about you? I mean, you 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 want to give us me some dirt? Like, who's the funny one? Who's the smelly one? Who thinks they're pretty? Who's the ladies' man? Give me some inside stuff. I'm going to share this on YouTube and Twitter all over the place. You know, oh. it's your chance to get it off your chest. You know, give us some insights inside about these guys. You know, Brock is definitely the funny one. I mean, geez. <laughs> Oh man, some of the stories have a Brock. It's hilarious. You know, you got Isaiah. Isaiah tries to be a ladies' man, but I don't think he cuts it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, I just love our core group of guys we got there. That's you know, that's I, awesome, man. I'm gonna throw in there because these yeah, guys, they're gonna kind of keep it. They they really don't know how to kind of get on here and just we'll do whatever. You know, yeah. Brock and Brock and Tucker Weger are the two. Um, the two funny, the two loud mouth, the two every now and then they say, hey, dude, shut up. <laughs> shut your mouth. All right. Cooper Garrett is right in the middle. He's the one that um, he's going to talk, but he knows when to turn it off. He knows when to turn it on. He's probably the most mature of them all is Cooper Garrett. And then, like when you ask me for some guys, Spencer Snodgrass, he's not going to say poop if he has a mouthful. Cooper Ewald, I'm not going to say poop if he has a mouthful. Isaiah Vesquel, he'll, he'll talk a little bit more than those two. He ain't going to say nothing. Brandon Biker, crazy smart, not going to say he. There's just, it's, so it's weird. They two kind of loud mouths. Yeah. Like three or four super quiet guys. And, and really, Cooper is about the only one in the middle. You guys yeah, agree? Kind of, kind of the mediator in there. Yeah. There you the gap in there, but. That, that's awesome. I and mean, it's, it's so fun when you get to this time of season, you guys have played well and you, but you guys have played together for so long. So, you know, that kind of stuff showed up. It showed up uh, last Friday night, you know, and I know you guys rotate guys through on offense and then a lot of you guys got called up and, and stood up on defense. And, you know, I think it's kind of the brotherhood of offensive linemen out there that keeps that thing going. So I, that's awesome to hear. Um, all right, coach, as we kind of get towards the end here, you know, you got your first win in the playoffs this, this year. Um, great victory, but now you got to go to Waverly. Tell me about these guys that you got coming up in Waverly. They're a tough bunch. They've always been tough down there, but you got to go to Waverly, I believe, and you're trying to knock off another higher seed to keep advancing. What do you say? Go to Waverly, you believe. We're going to be on the road. Yeah. <laughs> We're always on the road, okay? Um, you know, it totally. it's like you take everything that we prepared for with, uh, with Elkhorn and mm -hmm. throw it out the window. Yeah. Great 4-3, huge defensive line, big, thick linebackers for Elkhorn. You know, um, you take that, throw it out the window, and now they're going to play seven linebackers 
you know, they call it a three, four, it's a five, two yeah. track stances in the gap blowing, you know, blowing through it. Um, you know, bring in heat cover zero. Um, mm-hmm. you know, again, Elkhorn, they're going to play seven to 10 yards off on, you know, and let you dink and dunk. These guys are going to pay press cover zero. Um, and they're going to say, we're going to get you a quarterback before you can get off. So, uh, so it's going to be the same thing. We knew that, um, we said going us coaches talked, you know, we said 17 points. I said, if we can get to 17 points or Elkhorn gets to 17 points, you need whoever gets there first, you need to put money on them to win the ball game. Okay. And that, it could be the same way with this one, you know, um, you know, their defense is legit. Our defense is just, just hitting their stride. We haven't hit our stride till probably a couple of weeks ago and stuff. And so um, I feel confident that our, you know, our defense can, you know, hopefully keep money 17 points. You know, we don't have to try to outscore them, but, we also don't fear outscoring people. So, um, yeah, so offensive line-wise, it's that's why we're here, man. It is so different this week as opposed uh, to, to what we did last week. But uh, we've had a good week of practice. I thought uh, our scout kids have done great, uh, you know, just trying to challenge these guys. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like uh, at this point right now, we, we feel good about what we're – where we're supposed to go, who we're supposed to block, who we picking up on blitz, where we slide in protection, you know, mm-hmm. what's our double tongue, double coming from, you know, and who's getting off to, you know, the the strong side back or the weak side back, or how we can take care of the edge rushers. You know, um, they've done a nice job of kind of picking that up and uh, really, really rewiring their brains uh, to what they need to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm going to kind of wrap it up here, but guys, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm just fascinated with what you guys are doing out there because, you know, like you said, you you go on the road, people don't talk about you. They got you as underdogs, but um, you guys come out swinging and, you know, the first round of the playoffs, you, you knocked a big one down and now it's time to go out there and see if you can do it again. But um, guys, that's awesome. Cooper, Brock, I I really appreciate you guys coming on here, man. Your senior year, you know, it's, it's almost like you get to the point where you, you know, Win or lose, you can just leave everything out there. So it's almost like I always felt like the playoffs, I was less nervous because I wasn't worried about losing. I was, I was trying to win. You know what I mean? It's just no, hey, like I have one game left. I give everything I got. And, um, you know, I want to go out with some wins here this senior year, right? Yep. Yep. That's awesome, guys. Well, hey, listen, I'll be pulling for you guys. I'll be watching for you. You're going out to Waverly. Um, Road Warriors. I mean, geez, you guys might, don't even have a home stadium, barely, apparently. But um, hopefully you guys get the big win and come back with a victory and take out um, Waverly. So, guys, again, appreciate you guys coming on. Really do it. I'm going to share this everywhere so you can, you know, let your mom and girlfriends and the whole school kind of watch it. I, I, love, I love doing this because I like talking to the O-line. Right. Because, you know, everyone's talked to the quarterback or the receiver or stuff like that, but no one ever talks to the old line. So that's why I do this to get guys like you on here. And it's obvious that um, kind of the brotherhood that you guys have with your big guys is one of the reasons for your success. So I wish you the best of luck this week. Thanks for coming on and um, go get a big one this week. Okay. Thank you. you. Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. So wherever you listen to your podcast, we're going to be on there. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. That way you get notified of new episodes. Um, Also, we are on YouTube. Um, If you want to find us on YouTube, just uh, search for the Chris Bober Lyman Academy and be sure to subscribe to our page.
um, click the notification bell and feel free to comment, share everything that goes on there. Um, we're on social media as well. You know, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We even have a page on TikTok. So the more you can follow us out there, the more we can spread the message of great offensive line play out there. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, be sure to reach out to us through any of those social media channels and spread the word. We want to get offensive line play great here and everywhere.